0: We are the brothers, both DMs and players. I'm the one that's never broken a bone, Travis. And I'm the one who's smashed and crashed my way through life, Jordan. Welcome to the Hook and Chance podcast. Soothing your stab wounds with satisfying salve for incredible games. Nice S usage. No, so the... (laughs) It's called alliteration, (laughs) you dingus. I'm not a bard. So you've never broken a bone. Is that because of a lack of excitement or some kind of super bone strength? No, it's just careful, careful risks. You're saying you're smarter than me. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) I've only broken two, though. My arm and my head bone. And technically, I've smashed my face and my nose in, but that wasn't a bone. That was just cartilage. Fair enough. Escaped by on a technicality. So what does this all have to do with the Hook and Chance podcast that we're recording right now? Well, you know what I struggle with to this day? Not drinking booze, self-control, <laughs> moderation, any any of the above, sure, and also how to resolve hit points and healing and healing magics and things like that. Okay. It's challenging as a DM or as a player to work through descriptions of hits and slashes and cuts and bruises. And then taking just a quick 30-minute cat nap, and then I'm back at it for some Whoa. reason. Like, I'm ready to go again. A short rest is double that time. you got a whole hour to okay, relax on. and stitch your wounds together with the raw force of will. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're Apply saying. Apply some first aid. I did get stabbed through the lung in that last fight, but I think I think some topical antiseptic will help. And if I hold my breath... <laughs> It'll give a chance if heal. i just keep my pinky finger in this hole in my chest i can breathe like a normal person there we go good to go <laughs> but in reality if you give me like a solid paper cut like one of the ones that has the little flap on yeah. there <laughs> that's gross that just grossed me <laughs> out um yeah if you give me something like that like i'm down for the count i'm a bit of a baby and for the day yeah yeah (laughs) i'm not holding stuff with it like especially if it's on like your palm or something oh oh that's you're definitely not gonna be your best in a fight yeah but i mean that's yeah give me a paper cut on my palm and i'm not holding a sword is what i'm saying and sometimes i like do a roll across the floor and i hit my head too hard and the whiplash puts me out for the day like i don't want to do anything and for those of you that are keeping track that is not just a for instance that is a real anecdote from jordan's recent history he gave himself whiplash doing a a, a cartwheel roll a somersault we've all been there have we (laughs) every week for the past (laughs) six years well we we don't get into fights with monsters and things like that but uh, how much punishment do you think a real adventurer could take i would say heroically more than myself (laughs) yeah But still you have to resolve that like, oh, the DM just described me getting slashed across the arm and stabbed a couple of times and the goblin just like gnawed on my face. Yeah. And you're not gonna be great. Like you're not gonna be feeling at your best, not enough for a short rest. And then again, I mean, maybe you're playing in a high magic setting and somebody can just wave their hands and you've got all of your wounds have been magically cured but i think there's some other ways that you can kind of take that approach absolutely and i think that it's important again to think ahead just to touch on your flavor because too many times have i played some type of healer and my healing uh, kind of devolves into erotic rubdowns or whispers <laughs> so i don't want to turn everybody that i play into a low-key pervert <laughs> hey there buddy you want a massage <laughs> Just sit back. I'll, I'll rub you, rub your shoulders. My palms are moist <laughs> from all the fighting. <laughs> Gross. Uh, okay, so that's why we're going to attempt to fix how we resolve some hit points things. So we're going to start off in our first segment, strategy stateroom. Where we're going to talk about a bunch of different approaches to HP and kind of running out and what that looks like. Then we'll do kinship camp where we're going to talk about role-playing better healing from your characters and what kind of concepts you have. And then we're going to finish off with some Timora's Tavern, where Jordan and I are just going to dick around with some movie examples of how healing can play out in a cinematic way. Yeah. Because we like movies. (laughs) (laughs) We waste a lot of time watching movies. All right, on to Strategy Stateroom. This is the Strategy Stateroom where inventive and cunning tactics are crafted for when they're needed most. So in this strategy stateroom, we're going to take another look at HP and how it can operate than the standard D&D Fantasy Fair. Yeah, and I think kind of where we start with this is the whole idea that HP is a game mechanic. And so because most of us have grown up with video games at this point, I think it's a very easy very easy mental leap to just picture HP in D&D as a health bar and when the health bar gets depleted you're dead very much removed from reality there's no cause and effect yeah. to the the health bar and that's why we end up kind of visualizing stab wounds as depleting your health bar but that's kind of where we get into this tricky area where we're we're picturing all of these different stabs and cuts and bruises and i've sustained like uh <laughs> i've sustained a warhammer attack to the freaking dome and i'm still <laughs> going somehow like i'm not dizzy i'm not confused i'm not yeah i was suffering in, any ill effects i was in bed for three weeks when i got one of those yeah if you're kind of into the mindset of playing advanced chess i think a lot of people have that that mentality around D &D, and that's cool for you but But more mechanics based but we we like to delve into the role-playing side which includes getting hit yeah if you haven't noticed yet we we definitely slant towards the role play aspect here mario had one hit point i guess huh (laughs) yeah pretty much two hit points of the mushroom (laughs) two hit points was his max that actually that reminds me like the challenge here is describing somebody being stabbed by a sword and it reducing their HP by eight. And that's fine, but beyond first level, that won't be fatal. So that's why we also end up in the like, you've suffered like 16 stab wounds at level seven or something like that. And it's really not, uh, it's not conducive to like picturing yourself in that role and really nice role playing, because you yourself know that you could not take sixteen stab wounds <laughs> before succumbing to heavy blood loss. Yeah, so the opposition here, and this is actually this is verbatim from the player's handbook. Hit points represent a combination of physical and mental durability, the will to live and luck. end quote. So what we're actually talking about here is that there's actually a lot of different types of damage that can affect your HP. But we'd argue that HP is a lack of energy, not necessarily blood loss or severe brain injury. Yeah, well, it's your your ability to keep fighting. So very cinematically, and that's what we love about this game, is the role-playing, the, the intensity, the cinematic effects of uh, a really great game of dnd yeah the most memorable moments from any game are the ones that you picture in your mind like a movie totally and so a way to start to consider hp is again that will to keep fighting that ability to continually dodge and duck and dip <laughs> and dive and dodge wrenches uh. and dodge balls. <laughs> so it's your ability to keep going not your ability to take damage So what does that actually mean for combat? It means hits aren't actually landing. People aren't actually stabbing you through. With bludgeoning, it's a little easier to imagine, but your ability to keep dodging and ducking and taking hits confidently is just being depleted. Like you're losing steam, you're losing energy. So when the hero is being pummeled by the massive orc that is just, Driving home hit after hit after hit, but they're not necessarily landing You're hitting them away with uh, a hand or you're deflecting them or You're moving out of the way your shield arm You're just getting bashed on your shield and you're taking all of those hits fine But they're not actually dealing any damage But your energy or your HP in this case is being depleted until eventually you cannot deflect any more blows and that final one hits and knocks you the f- out yeah so you're saying that a sledgehammer from an orc could hit and deal eight hit points worth of damage but you're still blocking it with your shield you're just feeling that in your arm like holy crap that hurt exactly so when the dm is like describing these bone crunching hits directly to your skull that's where we get into that dissonance between how much damage could you really take if you were doing that whereas yeah if you were moving out of the way You'd be able to to sustain 40 HP worth of energy depletion rather than 40 HP versus just blunt force trauma (laughs) to your brain. (laughs) And I've tried. And what's really cool about this is it just makes combat far more dramatic and cinematic being described to you the way that your character is narrowly avoiding what would be a super fatal blow that's where the skill comes in not in the ability to just like headbutt and (laughs) continually take just like oh i've got like 16 holes in me how heroic am i that i'm still standing no it's cool when you can dodge and speaking of the drama i think as a dm it's really hard for me when i do use those like okay so he's got a rapier and he stabs you and deals eight hit points okay he stabs you again okay now this one puts you to zero but what am i going to do to you now (laughs) just stab you again like i'm not gonna cut your head off yeah so the way i would see this playing out in combat a lot more so when we are in combat uh if you consider that that whole six seconds is a round, you've been taking damage round after round after round for a grand total of 36 seconds of fighting now i can tell you personally another way that we can consider this is that adrenaline, that energy depletion. Oh, yeah. So here's a true story. Uh, When I was about 17, I was walking around with my friend, and they weren't looking when they were crossing the street. Just out of the corner of my eye, I saw something flash. Turns out it was the windshield on a a nice summer day, and I grabbed the back of their shirt and pulled them just two inches out of the way because it was right there. And I can tell you right there that my adrenaline spiked through the roof in just that split second, my heart rate shot up and it, it fell me. Like it brought me down to my knees for a solid like 20, 30 seconds after that, I was wobbly legged and I was just like, <laughs> holy shit, I almost saw somebody die. But that kind of adrenaline, when you're being, I can imagine something similar when you are being assaulted by this massive monster that's just clawing at your face and your eyes you're going to you're going to be brought down your adrenaline's going to spike yeah and, and and at level 1 you're not going to have that much experience with handling your adrenaline so it's going to spike and crash way quicker whereas as you level up your adrenaline just doesn't go through the roof as quickly cuz you know your way around a fight and you've learned the ways to dodge and parry and and deflect and taunt and and slip past your enemy to flank them and things like that that's where the skill in leveling up comes from yeah Not from literally getting more blood in your body or something? (laughs) I don't know how it works. I have more blood to just share around. Take some. Have a cup. (laughs) It's only five hit points. So on the flip side there, you've got lots of different ways to describe near misses that are more cinematic. Like this shining, going back to the rapier example, the shining tip of that rapier is moving towards your neck at an incredible pace and a subtle split-second shift of your body, and the sword plunges directly into the loops in the straps of your chainmail on your shoulder, narrowly missing vital organs. And that's, I think, a really cool point, is when a DM has an awareness of the characters and their strengths, I think that's really cool, and I'm trying to do that more as a DM, because the difference between deflection off of armor and dodging, when I describe the armor-laden knight as dodging all the time it kind of takes away from that character's strengths yeah but when you describe that uh that paladin with his tower shield yeah just like boom 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 and he he just keeps being pummeled and he keeps deflecting and he's getting angry and he's shifting and moving and throwing those glances throwing the enemy off of their trajectory trajectory or or center of balance yeah that's cool other ways to kind of reach zero too, like when we're talking about zero being unconsciousness. Zero being unconsciousness doesn't necessarily have to be entirely unconscious. And again, I know we started this episode by saying that I've never broken a bone, but I've been I've messed myself up in a lot of <laughs> other ways. So here's another true story: I have a scar above my right <laughs> right eye <laughs> um, from a headbutt. And it split my eyebrow totally open. And for those of you that might not have sustained a a wound to the face, your face bleeds a lot. (laughs) And I had blood in my eyes in a half a second. I couldn't see. I was blinded. I was basically down. Yeah. And for anybody getting the misunderstanding that i'm any kind of badass who headbutts <laughs> or gets headbutt by people it was because we were practicing old school mortal combat uh starting animation very, <laughs> so we were drunk. very cool <laughs> very good way to get injured so not cool um but yeah it was a it was a rogue headbutt but yeah that brought me down down to zero and i think that you should tell that story when people ask about the scar you say i got it in mortal combat Not <laughs> practicing for mortal combat but i've also gone to zero hp in real life which i wasn't unconscious i was just unable to get up physically where i was jumping over the back of a bench and my foot caught and i just did a pendulum swing completely oh. <laughs> uh chest and face planted on the ground And that was it. Like, I couldn't breathe for a bit. I was trying to catch my breath. It's that the classic, I was winded, but I've never been so thoroughly winded. Yeah. Where, yeah, I was just laying there for minutes. It just, just down and out. I was out of the fight. If my friends were sword fighting goblins in front of me, I would not have been able to help, for sure. That's fair. (laughs) So... I think from a DM's perspective, instead of describing how they got hit, ask how they avoided. And if you are a player, then consider that as well. What are your character's strengths that you can describe how you narrowly avoided? Did you distract? Did you do the old, uh, you know, jazz hand, look over here? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, if somebody casts Cone of Fire, how do you get out of that? Uh, As which character? Wibble? (laughs) My my monk? Sure. Well, a cone of fire, I'm definitely just rolling to the side as quick as I can. Yeah. So dodgy, small, he's a... Might throw my hat up. Oh, there you go. Yeah. If somebody engulfs you in flame and fire, you can pull your cloak around and say that, uh, you know, as a free action, you pulled your cloak over you. Now your cloak is on fire. Now you have to rip it away. You know, now next time you're in town, you have to resupply and get more stuff, you know, your your certain pieces of your armor took damage in that fight, and therefore you have to repair, you have to get a new cloak cuz it was burned by that dragon fire. Or you have to loot somebody, but then at least you yeah, you've got the flavor of having a new cloak with a fur on it or something like that. And it makes things like cloak of fire resistance that much more interesting. Yeah. So then you get a magical cloak of fire resistance. Now all of a sudden you can use that cloak as a shield, take the HP damage but also describe yourself as using your cloak of fire resistance to uh, to half that damage. Going through traumatic incidences is, is a great way to look for specific magic items, rather than just, <laughs> yeah, thumbing through the. No doubt, yeah, um, and. Just as a kind of final thought on that, this is something that I do with every one of my characters. I really love it because I feel like my characters become more grizzled and gnarled over time. But I love that final blow. Whenever my character does drop below zero, uh, if the DM described a specific kind of hit, if my character drops below zero, I get scars. My character gets scars from whatever did that final blow. Yeah, so you like write down... What that final attack was that you can think through what that scar would look like. Yeah, if I was in death saves, something serious must have put me down. And just like the headbutt, I now carry a scar from that one split second of not having enough HP not having enough energy to keep fighting. I now carry a scar. And so most of my characters, I have little notes on where all of their scars and where all of their wounds and what they came from. Yeah. Just adds a lot to it. My last character had some kind of a tentacle monster attacking his face. And I like to imagine it was having like a pink scar with (laughs) those circles in it. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'd say that kind of wraps it up. We've pummeled that into into oblivion, into unconsciousness. Yeah, into death saves. All right, move on to Kinship Camp. This is Kinship Camp, where rich histories and diverse quirks are explored between weary adventurers around the safety of the fire. All right, so just because Travis and I love to get into the actual playing a little bit, and hopefully it gives some ideas, in this kinship camp we're going to play with some typical healing spells common to clerics, bards, and druids, and see how they could kind of be flavored differently. Specifically, cure wounds and healing word role-playing concepts could be applied to all of them. So we'll just stick to the simple ones. Because again, just like the attacking and losing HP, it's kind of tricky to imagine wounds magically healing closed or giving someone energy sometimes. I often just play it off as, okay, the number is back up and done. Yeah, exactly. So very, very similarly to how we were just speaking about Um, treating hp if you do treat hp as if it were the ability to continue the fight despite all odds despite your the the excessive amount of fighting that's already taken place you're heroically finding just that little bit more you're reaching deeper and maybe it's the cleric that's helping you do that by casting healing word and that gives you a lot more options i think with the role playing about getting them back up or healing them than than the stitching wounds closed magically yeah magical wisps that just somehow miraculously heal an open wound or you literally just get the the, the <laughs> thread and the, the thimble out i'm faster at it get to quilting your your broken body back together yeah <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with Cure Wounds, which has a verbal and a somatic component, and that's the hand gestures. Yeah, just because it took me about six years to learn what somatic meant (laughs) for our listeners. So if we were to start kind of simply with clerics, they have a lot of options. You can be a good cleric, bad cleric, anywhere in the middle cleric. But if you just kind of imagine the standard cleric of someone like Pelor, the god of light, your verbal component could be just a uplifting word or two like feel the truth feel Feel the the light from on high yeah and you could place a hand on the victim's forehead or on their body somewhere but i like forehead it's kind of thematic upright on the forehead not sideways like you're checking for sickness (laughs) like (laughs) hand over the skull kind of (laughs) thing and one hand raised up to the sky to your god and energy channels down the cleric's arm into their core of their body, giving them a feeling like being doused and clothed straight out of the dryer, <laughs> or, you know, those, <laughs> that, non, that wonderful warm feeling. Yeah, those good, <laughs> good feelings. Or something from the character's backstory, if you have that on hand, or if you can remember it. A memory that comes to mind and a shining, a pale blue light out of their mouth and eyes as regaining that energy and will to fight. Yeah, feeling rejuvenated. And, you know, with that, I like the extra flavor of that being not from the cleric. Clerics get it from their gods. So, I mean, you can flavor it however you want. But I love the idea of I'm reaching towards the heavens to channel. Yeah. Like, please, this isn't just a well of energy that you have inside you to just be like, here you go. Here's a 2d8. And I always like the idea of like asking your god to heal this person. Yeah. If exactly. you're that kind of cleric. You're too. like yeah. begging them to hear your request, your yeah. ask. I need to help my friend in this moment now. And that's dramatic. Yeah. What's another way to the theme the cleric? Well, I don't know. I you know kind of spinning off of what what yours uh what you said with the like glowing hands. I like the idea of actually like tracing a holy symbol that's marking you for some kind of Being bestowed more energy or more will to push harder and further. So, you know, if the cleric kind of traced a symbol on the back or on the forehead or on the hand of somebody that was marked for needing a blessing from their God. Okay. And it kind of glows an energy, something like that. Yeah. So that's your somatic component. And then you could always, you know, you throw in a little flavorful request from your God by grab thar's hammer <laughs> Grabthar? thar thar what's he the god of the uh <laughs> galaxy quest oh yeah <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> totally forgot. or something like that you know you could you could say uh palor still needs us or something like, like it can also be kind of cool like a an ask of the adventure that you're trying to heal like palor isn't done with you yeah and it's like get your ass up kind of stuff or if you're kind of afraid of your guide you draw the mark and then you turn your head and oh yeah (laughs) this could be bad (laughs) (laughs) hope this works (laughs) yeah i love that idea that that clerics don't necessarily know if there's if they're yeah they're not like a wizard they're not like i've done this eighty thousand times scientifically (laughs) Yeah. yeah Okay, so what about bards? How do they cast Cure Wounds? Well, bards are super fun because their energy does come more or less from them and their expertise of art or sound or just the power of the magical weave that they understand. And they're all based about charisma. And I think that this is the opportunity to use bards to talk somebody into regenerating, to fill them with just a resolve, a confidence that comes from your charisma. So... You could do something as a borrowed like you hear that? That's the demons as you're also using one of your minor I can make sounds in the backgrounds. You're making the sounds oh, yeah. of of fire crackling Crested or digitation. Yeah. Yeah. Or cackling of demons. You hear that? That's the demons in the abyss. Cackling. Waiting for your soul. Is today the day you give it to them? Damn! Will that get you back on your feet <laughs> when you're on your knees? A little terrified of our bard now, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would do. <laughs> a little fiddle music in yeah. there. <laughs> Spinning off of again what you were saying about bards being the talky kind. I like the idea, and I think people like to play bards that are a little bit cheeky. They're a little bit dickish. Yeah. So you could play always a bard It's like it's either a grab of the wrist. You know the the bro uh, grab wrist, pull up from <laughs> from being down or something like that. Because usually when you're casting cure wounds, it's not like a run by <laughs> a run by slapping. But I think that could probably work too. I think going back to that uh, that low key pervert, I've <laughs> seen a lot of ass slapping. Yeah, as a cure wound spell before too. Yeah, but what about uh, you know just saying we've been through far worse or or i don't know don't let me outlive your ass as you (laughs) grab them by the wrist and pull them back to their feet i see what you're saying yeah that very (laughs) very cinematic we've been through the shit now let's keep fighting moment yeah Yeah. or you know you could also (laughs) i i like the idea of having a bard that doesn't take the battle seriously because they're usually not the frontline fighter. If you had like a barbarian that kept getting its ass handed to it, you know, they just, they keep going down in the big combat. And the bard is like trying to casually play tag in the middle of combat. (laughs) It's like, you're it. Don't let me win, asshole. As he kind of runs past. And yeah, so you've got that that verbal and that somatic oh wow you could play you just gave me a weird character concept from that which is playing a bard and a barbarian as two separate characters but the bard just haunts the barbarian into a rage and dodges behind enemies and the barbarians trying to hit the bard the whole time it keeps <laughs> smashing nice. into enemies That'd be yeah. great but Seriously, you could totally play that as as two characters and a character concept of just two friends, yeah. but one is really antagonistic towards the other and never takes the very dire circumstances or the immense amount of, of punishment that, say, a tank would take very seriously and just kind of laughs it off cheekily as they run around casting cure wounds. Yeah. Yeah, that character that doesn't quite understand the impending doom of the situation i think is is sometimes done in movies and i think that's the way i handle really intense situations sometimes yeah like when i was swept out to sea in the undercurrent oh and I was i was saved by a very kind soul with a surfboard but yeah when i was getting swept out farther and farther from shore i kept being weirdly positive not realizing the situation (laughs) i was just like i can make it i can keep i can keep paddling for a while yeah (laughs) it's gotta be land around here somewhere (laughs) literally the ocean (laughs) so what about what about druids (laughs) on to druids druids are fun i especially like gross druids you've played one before you played a, a goblin that made really nasty uh healing potions and stuff like that all all cure wounds and things like that was flavored as like topical stuff that he would chew up in his mouth so he'd like have like a bag of mushrooms and all kinds of other grasses and things like that and he'd mix it with his own saliva chew it up and spit it into somebody's mouth (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty gross take that another step and you've got you could have a magical druid that exudes some kind of so somebody like a lizard folk or a goblin or a kobold or really just a nasty human if you wanted but their druidic magic gives them a secretion to scrape off and an uh, uh, <laughs> <God. laughs> <Bar. laughs> apply it to their wounds uh, their skin <laughs> just as a topical rub their eyes maybe That really causes every other player in the party to not, like, you know, when people are like, oh, yeah, I'm down like four or five HP, I could probably use a, uh, I could probably use a heal. It's like, no, I'm good on the healing, thank you. I'll wait until I'm near death to ask (laughs) you to massage whatever mucus you're (laughs) considering. And there's all kinds of animals in real life that uh, we use stuff from in things like perfume, which is just disturbing to me. But ambergris? Yeah what the hell (laughs) we're not thinking (laughs) yeah who thought of that the first time yeah anyways okay look it up if you want to know if you don't know okay uh, what's a better idea (laughs) than mine (laughs) well one that's less barf inducing yeah um might be that uh you know that typical route that you would take with a druid being like a spirit of the forest or like kind of a watchful protector of nature i could see a druid clenching her fist above the earth and like pulling healing energy out of the earth not necessarily like healing energy but just more energy like imbuing life energy life from from energy the world. from the yeah. world yeah. yeah and you're just kind of um yeah she's like dragging wisps of green and blue healing energy swirls out of the uh, out of the ground to the person that they're trying to heal yeah you know and then. To their back, just hadoukening all of that energy into them, (laughs) propelling them forward, infused with uh, energy to keep the fight up. Take a deep breath of fresh forest air that comes (laughs) out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, what about moving on to the the next spell? What about healing word for clerics? Okay. It's kind of similar, low level healing, but this one's from a distance is the big difference in flavor that we're considering. So you don't need the somatic component. You don't need the, the touch. Yeah, yeah. And again, we've talked about uh, spellcasting in a previous episode where you can come up with all kinds of cool verbal components rather than just something like, I cast healing word. (laughs) The word is word. (laughs) Working my way through the dictionary. (laughs) Apple. So what about, all right, how about a cleric with a bit of a darker bent? I always loved the idea of a sin eater. Somebody. So, for those of you that might not know, um, sin eating is a redemptive practice where uh, a person will consume a ritualistic meal to absorb the sins of someone else to absolve them before they die. Are we talking? This is real. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah, Google it. It's Whew. yeah. It's some pretty intense stuff. But regardless of your your beliefs in that, what if your cleric was taking the pain for you? Mm. So taking taking the energy taking the pain before it's actually dealt you know they could basically take that and swear to their god of ilmater or whatever that they're going to pass that pain on to someone that's more deserving of it oh cool so yeah, it's like yeah. yeah i'm gonna store this energy and because your cleric is probably gonna go and do some damage with a sword you're you're taking that and you're yeah passing it yeah, on to that next store it up for yeah i like that it doesn't have to mechanically do any more damage or anything like that it's no just, yeah no you're just yeah you're deferring pain and energy onto something else mm-hmm. that's good you can just come up with godly quotes all day things like today is not your day of judgment or i i, I like going to the i've mentioned this before but the Inspirobot website oh yeah that comes up with random quotes <laughs> and then throwing a couple <laughs> god words in there <laughs> But I like the idea of your connection with your god as a cleric maybe being a little more fragile. We were talking about that a little bit, but if the cleric had to barter with their god about a specific character, like okay, I know I know that he killed 5 people yesterday and I know that he didn't know they were innocent, but please just heal him. <laughs> <laughs> this time and yes he maimed some animals that but the animals <laughs> were attacking us yeah they were owlbears they're after <laughs> e- they're gonna eat us but. so please just this time i'll try my best to stop asking you for this <laughs> and it might be you could explain this to your party or just play it out when you're healing but it could be harder to heal characters not aligned with you and your morals oh yeah so you're just like i'm trying just to hang on like <laughs> i'm pegging here <laughs> yeah and they're not giving me the heals but in any kind of healing capacity like it just could be more physically taxing for you as a cleric to channel your god's energy to someone not aligned with with your beliefs yeah totally and then of course you could make a deal afterwards with the character that you healed try and make a deal because <laughs> it's hard to do after <laughs> the fact but saying that it might be tougher if, if for the next heal if you don't do something that my god or myself would want you to do there you go for those righteous clerics it's just like hey i need you to start working with me here you go to the the party rogue who's always playing the dick and just be like listen next time you think about you know trying to rip somebody off let's talk about my god's ideas of what that means i need to see you help somebody before (laughs) i heal you again (laughs) okay so think about that Or just pay me 10% more of the loot that we get. Oh, for God. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's not going into his pocket. Okay, so what about bards? What would your take be on healing word with bards? Well, with bards, from a distance, I would imagine it would have to be sound related in some sense. And you could do instruments, but I like the idea of vibrations and things like that. And have you ever seen those singing bowls that you rub the stick around and it creates such a cool sound? Sure. I think a bard could use one of those to target somebody with their healing magic, hit or rub one of those. And that makes the souls of both the bard and the target come out of their bodies for a brief moment. (laughs) Damn! (laughs) And play this out as quickly or as slowly as you would want but this is where my mind went is that the bard's soul would go over and wrestle your soul back into your body <laughs> jesus <laughs> <laughs> if you're like really on the ropes holy shit like your body your soul's not going anywhere i guess i imagine this more as like you're you're down to that's the combat that's happening is just like your soul's trying to leave your body and the bard's soul comes <laughs> over and just beats the living <laughs> shit out of your soul yeah. in back into your body and just like kicking and punching <laughs> I like the idea of stuffing it in there like a stuff sack in a sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> just jam <laughs> <shaming> it. <in. laughs> but wow. if you want to do a cooler concept than that, that's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna t- I'm gonna do a bit of a cop out. I think the bard because it's healing word and you only need one. Just survive. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr.'s character from <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Sometimes those one word lines are dramatic. They're yeah. just as dramatic yeah. as something more elaborate <laughs> and weird. yeah i think it totally works uh a reddit user named maktaka had a really cool idea around the soul leaving the body too and just quickly here they wrote that their warlock casts spare the dying by channeling his patron's demonic energy to see beyond the material and spot the escaping wisps of the dying soul with his hands charged full of fiendish power he grasps the escaping tendrils of life and forcibly shoves them back into the body (laughs) <laughs> one last surge of burning power to seal the wounds shut scalding the body and sealing the soul so it can't escape again the dying is indeed spared albeit with a soul that's been manhandled by the powers of the abyss and a body that's sporting some new burn scars but if they were awake to feel it they'd probably call it the most painful thing they ever experienced that left them feeling better afterwards good lord that's <laughs> very warlocky <laughs> yeah. that is just yeah but warlocky or like a darker cleric like you were saying or there's lots a of different ways like to, yeah. you could do a druid that's more in tune with the necromantic side of totally of life all right so what about druids okay well speaking of druids i think druids for me would use kind of more of that fantasy language as their words so okay. i use one of those translators the elvish translator to get this one real quick which is sure. bansina air Mm, which is fix this one (laughs) your translations are always super like they're not eloquent when you translate them no that's the beauty of it but i could see a a druid lighting some magical herbs you know something like ashwagandha or one of those types of things or just some cinnamon and chili powder (laughs) right in the eyes (laughs) yeah But lighting some herbs on fire and blowing the smoke over to their target. Oh. Their target's like down and ragged or just like trying to keep fighting. Yeah. You blow the smoke over and it and goes just, straight into their mouth and their yeah, lungs. Straight into yeah. their lungs, through their nose. <gasps> and they get that rush of adrenaline, like we were talking. Their senses are sharpened. They can hear their heartbeat. Oh, It's just yeah. like, I'm ready. I'm in it. That's cinematic shit right there. That's good. <laughs> well, I thought more along the lines of like, creatures from the fey and then if we're talking about uh like a fey based druid you could describe conjuring creatures from this other realm to crawl all over a character that is currently in the midst of oh, battle Fey can be kind of creepy sometimes yeah oh yeah there it can be whimsical it can be creepy it can be weird but imagine like a, a dozen or so of these small you know tiny sized creatures that are kind of ethereal kind of not and they're kind of crawling all over the party member that's currently just being pummeled within combat and what if those fey creatures were basically helping you within the combat so giving you more hp Hmm. and now for the next little while those creatures are like taking the blows for you what would be a mortal wound they are now being stabbed in the, in your place. They're kind of like giving you that breathing room to collect yourself. Yeah for a moment and then yeah, they could go away as quickly or as slowly as you would want. Well as soon as your health gets whittled down as well. Hmm. So yeah, if you're if you're sitting there being pummeled and the the healer's trying to give you a little bit of extra boost, now all of these creatures are just crawling all over and, and helping deflect blows and and helping you in various different ways. Yeah, that's cool. Am I right in saying that's kinda like the the Ghibli films? And that sometimes is like the spirit world yeah. creatures and they're just like all over the place in their their design and their physical appearance. Yeah. Yeah, they're just they're yeah, bananas, weird looking. Yeah. Alright, well I think we've uh covered lots of spells and lots of characters. So I'm exhausted. I need a healing <laughs> spell now. Alright. I'll give you some Red Bull. <laughs> We're gonna go over to Timora's Tavern and talk about some epic fights from movies and how the heroes got back up and kept on fighting, probably because magic's healing. (laughs) Probably. Welcome to Timora's Tavern, where absurd games of fortune and skill are played for the amusement of all. All right, so movie fight scenes they're dramatic they're epic the the hero always goes down to zero and something gets them back on their feet and here, here's how we interpret them with a and d lens okay cuz that's fun and maybe you can take some of these ideas and <laughs> jam them into your games like a sleep sack a soul in a sleep sack <laughs> so what do you got your first fight well i got literally game of thrones oh um probably one of the greatest fight scenes ever filmed one of the most shocking and awful fight scenes one of the most heart-wrenching fight scenes i've ever seen the mountain versus obern martell and Viper. just in case you didn't imagine that we would we're going to get into some spoilers so if you don't want any fight scene spoiled for anything if you haven't seen this fight scene yet and you're still not watching game of thrones or haven't finished it you're not gonna i know but i just mean like for all of our i know that we're talking mostly about older movies but just spoilers 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 (laughs) Spoilers. yeah anyways so the fight if you recall uh you've got oberon he kind of starts the fight and he's being pummeled blow after blow by the mountain. And oh, the mountain is just... This is that like blow after blow. And it's Oberon that's being whittled down to zero, even though he hasn't taken a hit. Because again, in real combat, you can't take hit after hit to the frickin' face. Yeah. You have to keep dodging and moving. And that's exactly what the Viper does. And so his health is slowly being whittled down by the mountain. And... None actually strike, but it depletes his HP. Then, when he's down on his last couple of hits, last couple of HP, he then gets the upper hand and slices the mountain's uh, leg and then just wrecks the mountain. Like, the mountain is down. He's in pretty much death-saving throws. Doesn't he give him a stab? Yeah, he gives him, like, a couple of stabs. Like, he gets wrecked. And yeah slashes his limbs and topples the big bastard this down is to what zero I, I breathed easy this yeah. is what i said <laughs> but using what i'm gonna say is relentless endurance the feature that orcs get he comes back up with one hp yeah. and does the old squish time <laughs> and oh, no but that's exactly how that would work in yeah. a, yeah. a D game that's the perfect example of an orc getting back up yeah <laughs> that's great and what else would he be the mountain oh yeah he has to be <laughs> other than maybe a goliath but <laughs> yeah okay so one of my favorite fight scenes just because it's from my childhood dreams was uh the dark knight rises batman versus bane oh yeah you can recite this entire scene <laughs> verbatim oh you think darkness is your ally uh so batman throws some punches but bane's ac is too high and bane is blocking them without really even expending himself at this point in the yeah. beginning of the fight the trade blows for a while knocking hit points down all over batman starts to get a few little hits Bane's getting better ones batman's hp is whittling down bane's just getting some some really good good heavy blows like yeah. he's He's rolling one D twelve and Batman's rolling two D four. <laughs> and Bane knows like some characters do in D D, Bane knows he's got a big pool of HP. Yeah. He's taking a few hits and he's fine with that. Yeah. Uh so Batman uses Featherfall to get away with his cape okay, he jumps yeah. he jumps down into that sewery area yeah and but bane follows with a high athletics check on the chain <laughs> sure. and he pulls himself down batman cast prestidigitation to distract bane with some sparks in the air but that's not working uh-huh. and so they just have to keep brawling out some grapples bane's winning even more batman's hp is getting super low batman cast darkness pulls another trick out of his sleeve but <laughs> bane has devil's sight <laughs> and can see through magical dark <laughs> you think darkness is your ally <laughs> that's where that comes in yeah bane takes him down to zero by denting in his cowl oh when he just hit oh just smashing in his head oh that hurts so much i can feel that <laughs> in my stomach and then the comeback batman maybe he rolls a uh, natural 20 on his death save uh, <laughs> 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 that's perfect and he gets up one more time and he says oh I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit? And he breaks his back. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. Nat 20 on the death save. <laughs> He's back up. People in movies always do that. Alright. The last one I have for you is Conan the Barbarian. How much do you remember this movie? The original. Conan. The original, yeah, with, with Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> the very first adaptation of Conan to the big screen. Honestly, not a ton. I don't remember very well, but look. Jason Momoa looked the part, but yeah, Arnold, I don't know, it's there's still something about him and that the roughness of an 80s movie cuz that that movie <laughs> had some grit. So Conan in the in the scene he's fighting a giant dude named Dragon and Conan has retreated to like he's pissed off Valeria, his love interest in the film. She's a badass. She's already perished and now Conan is going to fight these guys to the death in his little trap-laden hidey-hole fight scene. And so he's fighting the big dude named Dragon, and he's getting his ass handed to him. Just, again, HP being taken down, thump after thump after thump, all mostly non-hits. But while whittling his HP down to next to nothing, Conan's laying on the ground, and the bard, i want to say she was a bard fighter? cross glass valeria (laughs) shows up in like a weird ghost image and just conan's vision just as dragon's about to do him in with a final blow uh she casts blindness and heroism on conan Hmm. giving conan enough temporary hp to finish the fight and then dragon makes his con save and regains his sight and the fight continues until conan eventually just whoops his ass but it gives yeah it gives them that little extra he gives them the a moment of a couple more little hits yeah yeah nice and i think that uh this segment would be incomplete if we didn't at least mention wolverine when it comes to healing <laughs> well that's that's the person that's using a homebrew rule and is like oh by the way i get hp every single round forever <laughs> he's basically a troll in D. <laughs> that somebody's playing a, yeah. <laughs> he's the guest player that's brought in his own homebrew my last dm said this was okay but yeah he's uh he's a good thing to envision when you're just picturing health coming back okay like he's always got bones cracking back together and literal wounds healing yeah in any fight scene he's taking damage and recovering it one way or another i mean maybe he is just a healer maybe he's a cleric that keeps casting cure wounds on himself (laughs) sure and uh in cleric barbarian cross class with a little bit of fighter in there yeah yeah (laughs) that's a lot of a lot of of, a lot of of subclasses but in the end of logan he specifically injects himself with a serum so that's a definite health potion health potion yeah that improves his healing factor that's the closest thing i can think of in a movie to a literal health potion <laughs> that's exactly it yeah well cool uh so that kind of wraps i suppose that up i'm I'm out of ideas <laughs>
1: really that's yeah,
0: it i'm done all right let's I've, go. A, <laughs> I've used my brain power for the day <laughs> but i mean bad guys and good guys can go down before they hit zero for dramatic tension remember totally. yeah yeah and it, yeah your hero can take a knee and you can describe taking a knee without mechanically taking a knee. You know, you can you can go down, you can you need help, you need the help of your allies, and that's the whole reason we play D&D as an adventuring party. Yeah. Is because everyone's supporting one another. And maybe somebody just gives you an inspiring word without healing you, and that gets you back up. There's so many options for role playing in combat. It can add so much dramatic weight to these scenes that we're playing at. And to to spin off of that, there's a lot of things that players and DMs can both do to telegraph their HP without yelling out, need heals! Yeah. Like, you can do some really cool things, and exactly that. You can take a knee, you can say, oh, my, my character is looking depleted in that they're they're fighting slower or they're they're not able to keep their shield up. Yeah, their arms heavy. Their arms heavy. Trying they're to wipe just, the sweat out of my eyes. They're with... losing energy and yeah. and that can telegraph to the cleric if you're playing with a good cleric to say, "Oh, I might need to cast some healing word or some some cure wounds on my player. Might be able to, might have to walk up and touch you. <laughs> <laughs> You're back to the pervert character. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all, all right. right. Let's uh, wrap this up. Thank you to Tabletop Audio very much for the sound effects that you hear in the episode. And you can follow us and, and talk to us about episodes and all kinds of things, what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh, or just t- tell us about your game what's going on in your game and how you use healing and think about healing in your games please do and how you yeah if you have some wicked ways that you've used healing spells we're becoming more active on discord especially so yeah pop in there and give us a chat so you can find us on all of our different areas that we use uh, twitter facebook instagram discord and reddit at hook and chance a and d hook and chance on all of those and thanks Thanks for for listening and play Play great great games. games